On today's show, it's a festive roundup. We talk about the year we've had, the year we're going to have, and our hopes for 2023. We talk about the gear that's made our year, and we cover a whole ton of stuff. It's it's me and Greg on this one, and uh, and from both of us, we just wanted to wish you guys a happy Christmas, and and here's to wishing you the very best for the next year. And I hope you enjoy the episode. Oh ho, how are you doing, Greg? Solid, fest, solid festive <laughs> intro, isn't it? It's kind of sounded like a very unsure ho ho ho. <laughs> it's about as unsure as it could get. How are you doing? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Trying to, um, it's going to be my last day in the office, I think, for uh, before Christmas. But it's Christmas Eve, Greg. <laughs> not, it's bloody not. It's Better bloody not be. Not. I know. Still got presents well, to wrap, things to do. Are you are you wrapped? And by that, I mean done for shoots. I mean, I'm done for shoots. I've been done for shoots throughout December, Tom. Um, it's been a slow month for me. So <laughs> um, I've mainly been kind of catching up on post-production from shoots in November mm-hmm. and just kind of other little bits of housekeeping, doing some planning for 2023, etc. Oh, um, the, the end of year plan. Love it. Indeed. Love it. Well, no, it's not a proper end of year plan. I tend to, I tend to do that kind of post christmas mm-hmm. if i'm honest i don't want to be i i don't know if it's for you but my my um my boy's off nursery this week and so i've tried to in my head when i was a kid kind of having christmas was a real you know so those things that it's a real treat but it always used to be slightly disappointing that it's basically a day <laughs> and then boxing yeah. day and christmas eve and mm-hmm. so I quite like it being more of a kind of festive period where you actually get a run up to it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the joys of being a freelancer is that if you choose to, you can actually say, you know what, I'm going to actually not work this week and I'm going to spend it with my family and kind of have that. You know, if you if you're in a position to be able to do that, not everyone is, but 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 say right, actually, there's not much work on at the moment. I might as well just take it off and enjoy the time because people in office jobs with bosses don't get that choice necessarily. No, I completely agree. I I also feel that actually sometimes, you know, if if work is slow, you're almost better to just take a little bit of time off because it's just like you might as well, you know, during COVID, um, when everything was quiet, I took a load of time off because I was just like, it just feels like we're screaming into the void. Yeah. You know, there's there's no point in me like, right, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to email out a thousand people. It's the week before Christmas. Yeah. No, no one's you know no one's kind of doing anything and no one's kind of wanting to do you know meetings and stuff on christmas eve Hell just no. take the take the time off and enjoy it and also so it, it's, when you've got a young just, family it's kind of also that thing of of being able to spend time with them as they're getting excited about things etc it's oh, just yeah, a, an absolute privilege so well it is got, i mean that, that is it isn't it you nailed it it's it's an absolute privilege it's one of the reasons you know it's one of the main reasons i became a photographer you know, be in charge of my own, well, being self-employed, be in charge of my own calendar, do what I want, wear what I want, which is why I'm wearing this festive elf outfit. Actually, we're doing video I mean, now, aren't off. we? So, yeah. so people, people can't tell. Oh, the, the illusion. It's spoiled. I'm sorry. I'll have to go and put a hat on. But yeah, yeah no, it's it's one of the best bits about the job is we can we can do whatever we want all the time. And, you know, spending time with family at Christmas is, is super important. And they'll remember it, hopefully. Yeah um yeah i mean it is a funny thing though as a photographer like you don't get many um you know through work it can be difficult to actually get that many christmasy kind of things coming up i I probably have like they used to have a lot more kind of christmas parties that used to be done i know that there's a there's a you know for for clients but also for some of the industry peeps do christmas drinks what have you i've Mm -hmm. not done many this year um, I did do, I'd had one earlier in the week, which was um, a lot of fun. Um, I probably had too much fun. Uh, Bad Decision Bear came out. and uh, Bad Decision Bear. <laughs> but um, I, I had a really fun time, actually, because I was a contributor's drinks. And um, there were a few people that came up to say, hey, I listened to the podcast. So that was that was kind of unexpected, but also um encouraging to hear mm. um especially seeing as one of them had, had flown in for the party from from norway and um that's proper that's commitment <laughs> isn't it to fly in for a party from norway 
I know. And then uh, to be in a room and go, hey, uh, I listened to your podcast. I was like, cool. So I'm, he's probably our only listener in Norway. But still, Scandinavia, here we come. Um, <laughs> hey, I mean, be... look, I'd, I'd be so up for doing a live broadcast from Scandinavia. Yeah. Like, well. I just I love that whole part of the world. So, um, yeah, Ovind, if I'm saying your name correctly, uh, big shout out to you and thank you for coming up and saying hello. Um, and I actually also uh, bumped into a few old friends of the show. Um, Lucy Locked was there. Uh, oh, how is she? Fabulous and glamorous. Of course. Um, she, was, she was on excellent form. Um, uh, Mr. Parker, Mr. Tom Parker was there, I think, from episode oh, two. Oh, Mr. Parker. Brilliant. Be- being very entertaining and, and booming. Um, and who else was there? We had, um, well, actually, a, a, a new one of our very recent um podcast guests, uh, Sophia Spring, was oh, yeah. there. Brilliant. Um, well, the, yeah. if I'm right, people don't know she's coming on. Oh, has she gone out yet? No, she's going to be in the new year. There we go. Well, here's something, here's an exclusive. So, Sophia Spring is obviously coming on the on the podcast, and it's a really good chat. Yeah, it was um, it was a really useful one actually. Um, if you don't know her work, here's you can go ahead and do some research before you get to listen to her um, chat, which will be the next episode that comes out. Speaking of which, though, we've we've got some new, we've got some things in the new year that we want to be doing with the podcast, haven't we? We do, we do, and and we want to talk to you guys. Well, it's less talking; it's more because it's a pre-recorded. We kind of have to tell you about them, and then what we're going to do is we are going to run a series of polls uh, via the stories on Instagram and try and get as much feedback uh, from you guys as as possible, if that's all right. Because you know we started this podcast originally to help, and now it's we want to continue it as as long as we possibly can. It's a it's an absolute blast doing it. I know I've said that in the past and stuff but we really do love doing the show we find it beneficial hopefully you know we, it's got quite a decent listenership turns out we're in the top 20 percent of podcasts worldwide which actually considering we've you know barely really given it a go i mean that's not true that's a bit harsh on us but we've we you know i think we're doing we're doing all right um but yeah i mean we, we're basically we want to try and improve running a podcast is really time intensive and we really want to keep this going to provide as much quality as possible for as long as possible. So mm. we want to get as much feedback from you guys as is, as is not fair, but like as, as much as you can give us really, because we want to make this as useful for everyone who listens as possible. Yeah. So we need to learn more about who our listeners are. Obviously mm-hmm. like analytics can only tell you so much, but it'd be really useful to kind of hear from people and hear what's been helpful. And actually, you know, being out in public and having people come up to you and say, Oh, I listened to the podcast, I found it really helpful is did great. I ever, you know, did I ever tell you about my Tesco story? You you did with cap chapping the cube or something yeah, behind did you. I, I can't remember. Did I tell it on the on the show? I don't know. I, well, I'll just I'll tell it because just our think, lives just, and what goes on the show gets mixed up. Yeah, I know. we talk we talk every day, guys. This is the trouble. We we very rarely remember what's been filmed <laughs> and what's been recorded. But basically, I was I was on my headphones. Uh, no, that's not true. This guy was on his headphones, and I was taking a break from a shoot to just nip out and get a sandwich from Tesco's somewhere in East London. And a guy behind me goes, "Oh, oh, mate, that tills. We were queuing up for the tills," and he goes, "Oh, that that." tills free so i turned around to him and oh actually mate that's cash only i need to pay with card and he took his headphone off his off his ear with like the most puzzled confused look on his face that i'd ever seen like proper like what and he goes tom and i was like oh shit hang on oh crap and do i know you is this is this like this awkward thing he goes no i'm listening to you right now on the podcast and your voice weirdly melded into my ears and i was like oh look would you would you look at that isn't that a nice coincidence but yeah it turns out it's it's getting about which is which is really nice yeah i mean it's it's um it's helpful though to kind of have that feedback from people of what's working what's not working like what shows are hitting the mark what's kind of interesting to you what's useful mm-hmm. um so yeah we'll be pushing that out some polls so watch out on the instagram stories for that but also we want to figure out kind of moving forward we've got some ideas about where to take the podcast we're thinking of putting the 
pods the shows up on youtube on a new channel um Mm -hmm. and you know just because it's another place where people can access it and listen to it um you'll have to see our ugly mugs but you know hopefully that's not the worst (laughs) the worst thing in the world um you can tell when Tom's lying about wearing an elf costume then in future episodes. I know. He's going to take <laughs> a lot of the magic away. I mean, I lie about what I'm wearing in almost every episode. <laughs> so, so we've got, yeah, we're going to be doing that. We're going to be looking at also creating some groups. Um, uh, well, part of what we're looking to do potentially is to find a way to fund the podcast. And one option is to set up a patron. Um Another option would be to do a tip jar system. Another option would be to reach out to potential advertisers. Now, obviously, me and Tom do this, um, you know, in our spare time in and around work. And um, all that spare time we've got. <laughs> we we have we have obviously running costs and we have costs in terms of time. So we're just trying to find ways to help monetize it, but in a way that doesn't put it behind a paywall and that doesn't kind of limit who has access to the information because you know it's i think hopefully useful information if you're just starting out in your career or if you've been doing it for 20 years and you just want to hear stories about what other people get up to and what their approaches are so yeah we'll be looking at various kind of funding options and with the patreon if we do decide that route we're we're thinking about the various kind of tiers that will be there and one of them potentially is um access to a kind of private group which will either be on discord facebook whatsapp you know we haven't fully decided but we're going to ask about that because we want to know like what do people actually use i mean personally i only use facebook these days to sell stuff on marketplace (laughs) and i don't Uh, i'm I'm not even on facebook yeah so if we do that then you'll force tom to go on facebook um which is not something i'm massively happy about i should i should quickly <laughs> point that out but, but there's also it, an option of maybe doing like a private members whatsapp group yeah you know that, that we have a hidden link to and then if you know if you donate i think the idea would be that the, the group would be on the lowest tier and the perks would get more impressive obviously as it goes up um with the with the top tier you know maybe one-off payments maybe us doing portfolio reviews or tech help or or, or just having chats with us in person, not in person, but you know, in, on on um, Zoom and get stuff. A, you get a date night with Tom. That's <laughs> well. I mean, that would be dull. I mean, I, I feel like we should set it up and be like, you could actually have a date night with Greg. Mm-hmm. There we go. In his, in his shed. That's going to be um, get way more subscribers. <laughs> so in his gonna, shed. <laughs> so we're going to try and figure out. Yeah, I mean, what what things do people want to see? Like, are we if we were to do um in-depth gear reviews or product reviews you know is that of interest to people and is that something that's kind of you know if we did walkthroughs through our kits if we did walkthroughs of our workflows you know but more in depth than we ever go to, into on the pod um yeah we're open to ideas we're kind of open to see what people think they're likely to kind of support or not support and, and if so why really mm-hmm. so yeah look out for those polls because we are looking to kind of figure out an approach fairly early on in the new year um we have got some great episodes coming up we have a um, another um uh talk with a fantastic photo agent actually and photo consultant who is full of really good tips and advice um that's kind of going to be early in the new year we we have um we are hoping to speak to a model a male model to mm-hmm. see their perspective on the industry and how things work on the other side of the lens. I think that's a really interesting kind of uh, dialogue to have because it's not something that most people would necessarily think too much about or consider, but obviously it's incredibly mm-hmm. important if you're working with professional models. Um, so yeah, we've got, we've got, we've got all sorts coming up actually. Well, well also Greg, we are trying, we're trying our very best because obviously as you can imagine, it's, it's quite difficult at the minute, but we are also speaking to uh, a couple of my friends from Ukraine and we are, but that, that is currently uh, a, a logistical uh, tricky. It's a tricky one, but we're, we're, we're currently working on that to, uh, to bring an interview from Ukraine to speak to the guys from Mule Carts and uh, and some basically just hear kind of what's what it's like. So it should be that one should be fascinating. Mm, yeah, 
But again, if you guys have got anything that you think, I'd really love to hear from somebody who does this or from this aspect of the industry or this side of the industry or this perspective, then again, that will be one of the poll questions. So please like send over your suggestions or what you'd like to hear because we're, you know, we're doing this for you guys, the listeners. Like that's at the end of the day, there's no point us putting this out if it's no use to anyone. Um, well, and so I mean, we'll, the thing is, if if we don't get your suggestions, we'll just chat to our mates, and it'll be like yeah. said, us being down the pub. So you might as well just fire some names over, suggestions, you name it. Like, don't and don't be afraid. Like, I know it's like you don't want to be. Some people might feel silly or whatnot. There is no judgment here. Send in anything, like anything mm. at all, because you you never know, eh? Exactly, exactly. You don't ask, you don't get. Yeah. So. I mean, moving on from our little sales pitch, I guess we should do a kind of a, a wrap up of the year. Um, it's been fine. So yeah. what are you looking forward to about 2023? <laughs> yeah, indeed. Um, no, this, this year's this year's been this year's been better than last, but it still doesn't feel like everything's kind of like firing on all cylinders. No, um, it doesn't feel pre pandemic levels of uh, busyness or just society functioning the way it no. should I tell you what um, tell you what though it does I, i'm i'm actually genuinely properly properly excited and this is not me being like oh guys you know listen to the podcast i'm really excited about 2023 i am actually really excited about the year like mm. the, the next the next year I, I feel like i know take all the economic stuff and kind of all the doom and gloom away from it but i i'm like i'm like i'm like pumped like I am genuinely like ready to like get going. Like I just kind of want to be let off the leash and I want to just go. Like, you know, I'm I always really I like excited. the kind of end of year period where you can fully switch off, but then mm-hmm. there's always that kind of period as you come back from Christmas when you you start to get kind of excited about you know the potential, you know, and start mm-hmm. to plan and kind of plot what you want to try and do that year. You know, New Year's resolutions. Um. And yeah, I think that's important. I think like for for me, one of the things I really want to try and do more of in 2023 is going to be um, I've realized the importance of manufacturing inspiration. So I work best when I'm excited about the work and inspired by other people's work that I've seen. You know, that's given me ideas. I think it is, but I think there's it's very easy to kind of. rely on that inspiration just coming in organically mm-hmm. and i feel like especially with the way the algorithm is on instagram and stuff and the amount of adverts you get that used to be quite an interesting resource you could go on there and you could see work and you could be inspired by it but yeah. increasingly i find i just get shown stuff that is i don't know just i feel isn't relevant or isn't exciting and you know you've i've actually got to go seek it out and there are plenty of people's works who i love to see what they're doing Mm -hmm. because i just love everything that they do and i just you know i look at the work and think oh i wish i'd shot that but but in a in a positive way you know Mm -hmm. um because that's the other thing you've got to be careful with with that in terms of it affecting you in in a negative way which you know a lot of people have experienced that on instagram social media well that's very interesting so one i had a i had a couple of epiphanies this year um, one epiphany bizarrely came to me by Theodore Roosevelt. Have I okay, told you about dead. this? He's dead. I, he is dead. Um, it was a, it was a weird. Like, I'm not going to say that we were having a séance, and I kind of summoned Teddy Roosevelt. And did you meet the ghost of him in some kind of like Christmas Scrooge? Yeah, can you imagine that? <laughs> I just imagine you in your stripy bed clothes and your the hat that you wear when we you go to bed. The, yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. I do wear the blue and white stripy hat like Scrooge because it chills me to the bone etc but the um you know that by the way that's a muppets christmas carol reference which is in fact my favorite christmas movie outside of die hard uh and i do believe christmas is a christmas uh, die hard is a christmas movie uh, unpopular opinion I, i'm aware but it is yeah. and um the 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 thing from teddy roosevelt going back to the instagram thing is he Sorry, apparently so confused. Said, teddy roosevelt was on instagram no I I know randomly I I I had kind of gone down you know when they go down those Instagram holes and you're just like ah gee like uh, everyone else seems to be doing these amazing jobs and look at that guy's equipment and look at that you know actually I very rarely get gear envy (laughs) 
bluntly with the with the amount of crap I own. But I was I was literally kind of I was I was looking at it and I was just like, oh, this is I feel this is really unhelpful and uh, you know really unhealthy for me to be constantly checking out and comparing myself to uh, to to all all my peers and I just kind of was just getting myself a little bit down with it. Mm. So I limited my time on Instagram. I'm allowed five minutes on Instagram a day now. That's it. Mm. And when you when after you've spent five minutes on it, you set it up in screen time, app limit five minutes a day and as soon as you go over that it tells you and you have to hit hit okay or ignore limit and okay Mm -hmm. shuts the app done and i was just like i feel infinitely better and then randomly at the same time i did that i found this quote from theodore roosevelt that said comparison is the feat of joy Mm. and i was like oh he's right that's actually a brilliant that's a brilliant way of putting it um And and I, I know uh, I think it might have been Mark Twain who said comparison is the death of joy, but but basically the the vibes the same, isn't it? Right. And so I stopped comparing myself to other people, other people's work, and infinitely, I'm infinitely happier. Mm. I, I, it's it's amazing. Like the, the, there's so much pressure that gets lumped on you, not necessarily lumped on because of everyone else, but what you always forget that whatever you're seeing on social media and stuff, that's very much everyone's best life. Yeah. Right. Like what you're seeing the polished you're and the the perfect. Ex- exactly. You're not seeing, you might see that photographer who's, oh, yeah, I'd really love to do that job or that campaign. But you're not seeing the three, four, five months of pre production. You're not seeing the early mornings, the slogs, the, the gear being dropped. You know, you're not seeing all of that. You're just seeing the mm. perfect bit. And you kind of forget that all the jobs that didn't work, you know, the jobs that weren't as great that uh, they kind of like made mistakes on or didn't all produce the... their best work on. Or all the treatments that you spent hours writing for people to go, thanks ever so much, but the clients decided to go with a different photographer. You mm. go, you, you don't see any of that. None, none of us talk about it. There's mm. a lot of treatment writing that I do for then for then certain jobs to just go away. And I, I do mm. love doing it. But at the same time, I, I mean, I had this thing uh, a couple of weeks ago. Me and my producer had spent probably like four or five days working up an estimate working up the treatment, making sure everything was perfect. And then we saw the job being shot by someone else. And I was a bit like, ooh, like to the mm. heart a little bit. At the same time, I'm like, cool, I'm glad they got it. You know, glad that job actually went ahead because we didn't know if it was like, you know, up in, in the air and whatnot. Yeah. But I saw that on Instagram and I was a bit like, do you know what? Five minutes is up. I'm out. Mm. And if you spend five minutes a day tops or 10 or 15 or whatever, but no more than 15, your life is going to be immeasurably improved, and mm. uh, and all thanks to to me and Theodore Roosevelt. Who knew? Well, I think it also goes back to you know the the episode that we we did seems like a lifetime ago now would have been over two years ago with um, mm. me me and Sarah from Dark Art, mm-hmm. which was you know and and one of the topics that we covered there was the idea of the visual diet, and I mm-hmm. do uh, for me that was quite a revelatory thing when I first heard about that, in the sense that you, everything that we are consuming visually is uh is actually having an effect on you in the same way that everything you eat has an effect on you mm-hmm. and if you are constantly consuming stuff that starts to have a negative mental impact on on your mindset then that's that can happen in a very in a very subtle way that you don't you're not actually fully aware of it yeah you know it can it can it can trigger kind of all sorts of internal thoughts that can lead off down quite dark alleyways and i to go back to what i was saying i feel like you have to seek out stuff that excites you and inspires you. And then that's actually something to be actively doing as part of your job in a way to be mm-hmm. trying to kind of find those things that get you excited and they get you fired up because that's when you're going to be like chomping at the bit to do your best work and it, but you know, be excited about a job and the opportunities that it could provide rather than just seeing it as a job that you've just mm-hmm. got to get through and problem solve. Um, yeah, so I think for me, 2023, I'm going to be more proactive in seeking out that kind of inspiration, mm-hmm. more proactive in, in, in being aware of what I'm consuming visually and, and maintaining it. I've got so many photo books in the house and there was a time pre kids when the biggest luxury would be a slow Sunday morning with a cup of coffee and a photo book in the kitchen, just like, you know, 
such a great way to start the day to be slowly absorbing stuff that inspires you rather than mm. immediately on your phone doom scrolling um yeah so yeah I mean, wherever you think, wherever you find it i think you've got to seek it out 100 percent. i actually uh, i got an amazing tip uh from a from a good f- uh, friend of ours actually mine and yours both and a good friend of the show a guy called sam royston big up sam uh he's a, a wonderfully talented and very nice chap but he we were chatting um and I, I had a, I have an inspiration folder. I'm sure we mm. all have got one, right? You save images that you like, and um, you know it ends up on a folder on your Dropbox, on your iCloud, whatever. You never look at it, and then it just kind of just grows and grows and grows into this kind of insane, unorganized beast, which has got you know almost zero use or value because you were like, oh, you know, I, I saved that reference image. Oh, don't know where. <laughs> I don't know what the file name was, etc. So Sam put me on I'm, to a I'm 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 sure you should have a better system in place. But let's come back to this. Let's well, carry on. What did Sam put you no, on to? I do have a better system thanks to Sam, right? So okay. so Sam we me and him were chatting and he kind of laughed at me because he was just like for a man of many systems and mm. a man who prides himself on being pretty organized, that was the one thing that was a mess. It was a one yeah. thing that because I, I never really used it enough. I never really it was just a it was just a it was just a useless thing. It was a good idea in principle, but it was useless. So Sam put me onto a bit of software for Mac called Eagle, as in the flying bird. Uh, yes, yeah, I have heard of it. Now, this. Eagle is awesome because it's basically a great way of organizing your inspirations or your mood boards or your or or kind of your various things like that because you can organize it into folders you can tag it and for example if you are being commissioned to do a red background shoot or a red toned or a blue toned or a green toned shoot you can then search by color themes it analyzes all the images and so you can you can show all images that have a blue or a cool tint or a really warm tint or and it also then saves the original file and it saves the web address that you saved it from. So if you then go right, okay, well I want to go and look at this image here. Oh, I saved it from this guy's website. Let me go and open it back up. Mm. I want to go and check that that person's website again. Um, and it can save gifs. It can save uh, moving image. It can save stills. And it's, and it's searchable. And you can use tags. And you, you know I've got I've got everything. So I've got a UX branding design folder, I've got newsletters, mailers, lighting setups, office design, because I, I really want to redesign my office, as you can tell, it's a bit industrial. So it's a, so it's a bit like an advanced um, Pinterest or something. It's Yeah, exa- exactly that. But it runs natively, and you can sync it over Dropbox or iCloud or wherever you want to store the repository. Um, and it's and it's a really... I've, I, honestly, it's I, I now launch it at login, and then when you know I, I have the the uh, plugin on Safari, so I right click on an image I like on Instagram mm. or or um, anywhere on the browser, save to Eagle, and it saves it all into the into the thing. And then I have an uncategorized thing where it just basically dumps all your saved images to. And then I spend you know a couple of minutes each week just organizing them out into various into various things. And honestly, I think it's a really it's a really neat little bit of software and it's not very expensive and it's not subscription. That's good. That's really good and quite rare these days. 100%. What what's the um have you I'm um, one thing I'd always like to tr- I've always wanted to try and find is a way of offlining sorry to use the term offlining um images that I I I kind of save on Instagram because I like to have I mean, especially if I'm if I'm traveling, I love to have that stuff. I have a, a, um, a folder on my phone that is all of the images that over the years I've screenshotted and they mm-hmm. get saved to a certain folder and eventually they get s- turned into JPEGs and put into other folders that make their way onto my phone and they're all subcategorized on the phone. So if I'm sat on a long flight, I can be looking through and I also use it as a reference store offer kind of mood boards might have you but i just mm-hmm. love having them offline somewhere i constantly frustrated by the fact that on instagram you can do it you can save images but it saves them within the app so what i would do if i was you is 
there must be a way of you then going onto your browser, seeing your saved images, and then just saving them to Eagle. Maybe, yeah, I should have to look into it. I think honestly, I think that's probably. I I find I find my phone is being less and less useful for doing stuff like that because mm. we're creating processes that really most people won't ever need or use. Mm. But for us, it's a kind of a useful a useful thing. Um, and it's I I would I would look at that. Mm. Well, there we go. Maybe twenty twenty three is year of the eagle. <laughs> what is twenty twenty three the year of actually? Oh, I don't know. Actually, what in terms of Chinese New Year? It so is not the Chinese year New of the year, Chinese... year of the rabbit. Nope, yeah. year of the dragon. Nope, year of the tiger. Uh, honestly, Google's kind of useless. You can find so many different <laughs> different things. That's literally the first three results. Twenty twenty three year of the rabbit, dragon, tiger, kumquat. Come no, it has to be an animal, doesn't it? I think it does. Yeah. Okay. Uh, chinchilla. That'd be a good one. I don't think there I is mean, a year of the chinchilla. I would love a year of the chinchilla. They're so. I mean, anyway, that's by and large, they're very sweet, dusty, but very sweet. I don't know. I wouldn't trust a chinchilla as far as I could throw it. Well, you could <laughs> throw them quite far because they're not that big. <laughs> so can, can I can I just step in and say we're not encouraging people to get into a chinchilla oh, no, throwing contest? Peter will be on our back. It'll let's be not, shut let's down. Not, let's not do that. <laughs> we are we are for the ethical treatment of animals. Especially chinchillas. Especially chinchillas. Um, um, well, look, look, while we're talking about things that have maybe changed, changed things. I mean, eagle's been eagle's been great for me. I don't know. I, I don't know if the listeners know, but I, historically, I've liked equipment. Just, just in general, I like it. I like it a lot. It's one of my favourite things about the job. Um, and I don't know if you've bought anything that's. We well, just year admitted earlier kind of... to to spending time online looking at other men's equipment. I mean, I'm and envying I'm for, it. To be honest, I do that a lot. I do that a lot. Won't even. I hold my hands up, Greg. That's how I spend most of my time. So, what? You know, it's, it's, what it's, kit it's, have you got then this year that you've you wouldn't be able to live it. without? Oh man! Well, there's been there's been a, there's been a couple of things. I mean, I still swear by my Stream Deck. You know, yes. I I I I have the Stream Deck XL. And I have it all programmed with loads of different system macros via keyboard maestro and all that kind of stuff. And I, I saw that I saw that you'd bullied Sam into getting one. I did bully Sam into getting one. I didn't bully. No, that's not fair. I'm I'm not a bully, but I think Sam Sam dropped over to the office, and I retouched a shot and showed him how I use it. And I think at that point he was like, "Oh, okay, I I should probably invest in one," which I think, by the oh. way, Sam is a very sensible sensible yeah. way to do it. I was this um, close in the Black Friday deals to, to buying one and then oh you should have done yeah maybe there'll be, a, will Chris, there'll be a Chris there'll be a Christmas sale I'm sure how do you feel about the ones with the dials on them uh, honestly I, I don't really have I'm sure that's kind of I'm sure that's kind of useful but mm. I'm saving my money for a proper grading surface mm. so I, I want the black black magic design micro um surface but the, Ooh, the trouble I is I don't even know what that really, is it's a it's a proper grading service with with knobs and dials and all sorts of stuff all over it. Um, Love but it knob should dial. should work on should work in capture and stuff like that. I just okay. I'm not entirely sure. It's also about a thousand pounds, so I'm a bit like a mm, lot of money for what I can do with a mouse. <laughs> really, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm not. I'm if I need a professional colorist, I think I will now just hire a professional colorist rather than try and do everything myself. Mm. Um, you know, I've 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 spent enough time this year doing things myself, whereas actually I think it would be a better use of my time that I should be going out and getting meetings and doing that sort of stuff rather than being like, right, okay, I've let me do this alpha mask on this channel and then I'm gonna mm. you know, all that kind of stuff. I, that's that's for better people than I am. So yeah. I, I like going and doing the selling, basically. So what but I think so stream deck's been your kit of the year. Well, no, because I've had it a couple of years now, so that doesn't really count. Okay. But I've like I've really heavily lent on it this year. I bought okay. this. Okay, for YouTube listeners, it, it does um, actually look like a ring watchers, light. No, you'll know what it is, but for listeners, no, Tom is, is holding up what looks like it's a steel hoop covered in. It bars looks like tape. one of those bars you would have had in the gym at school in the nineties yeah. that you it hang off. 
yeah, but it's it's stronger. But this okay. it's got a hex, it's got a hex um hex thing on the uh bottom and it screws into a, a super clamp and then on shoots you can put your lens through it and it supports the camera. It's it's a, the first digi uh what's which it, are, what's I, it called? A uh, ring a ring what's it called? It's a camera hoop, I think, from first first digi, who are a Berlin based uh digi outfit. And it's and it's really nicely made. Right, it's, it's really a ring nicely piece, made. But anyway. You're so vulgar. <laughs> I'll see I'll see I'll see uh I'll, I'll look forward to the behind the scenes shots where you're um you're 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 using well, that on your cart. I mean so well actually there's another thing I'm glad you brought that up. Till some somebody comes up and thinks it's a actually a drinks holder and drops their cup through it. Well, I think I think you know those you know those mega drinks you get in the states. Like <laughs> I think I think it would just about hold one of those. So I might I might have a jumbo to, pop. What are they called? Big gulps. I That's think. What... <laughs> but I bought some yeah. other bits from. Um, do you know mule carts? Yes. Mentioned... Well, you mentioned them earlier. We've mentioned them earlier. So basically, I've 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 stopped buying like a lot of the big stuff and now i'm really like on the hunt and i really love finding the small bits that actually really improve workflow on set or really kind of make um life a bit easier all round so i mm-hmm. bought this i bought a couple of their trays which are fantastic but i also bought this which is a little a little table tray effectively with an angle bit of and everything yeah, so you you clamp it onto a stand, and that's where my director's monitor lives now on set. And what's good is that historically, I have been a nightmare for putting it down wherever. So mm. now, even if I put it down, all my team know that if they see it on the floor or on a box or whatnot like that, it has to go back on this tray because then I know exactly where it is at all times, and I'm not kind of like running around because I've spent a lot of my career misplacing cameras, misplacing. Mm monitors and all sorts of stuff um but the stuff from the mule carts guys is really nice um what else did i buy this year the r5c the canon which is a i'm a huge fan of that massive massive fan uh it's just possibly the camera that i've always dreamed of it's you know i i i want for nothing more i went for a walk with a couple of photographers the other day hi james and tom and i was saying to them i was saying what what more what more could i actually possibly want i've got fantastic 10-bit really versatile internal codec i've got up to 120 frames a second i've got i've got two of the bodies and so everything matches i've got an amazing r5 at the flick of a switch and then i've got an amazing r5c when you flip the switch the other way i've got false Mm. color i've got peaking i've got zebras i've got i've got everything i could possibly want in a video and stills camera um yes the battery life could be a bit better um but other than that i got i got no no complaints whatsoever about it i am for the first time ever completely head over heels besotted with the camera and i'm never going to move systems oh you heard it here i'd say first but <laughs> i've said that like five or six times i reckon in the it's three like years we started the po- no hang on in the three years we started since we started the podcast because we're coming up to our third year anniversary um what I think I've only used Canon. You taking me out for dinner? Hang on, I thought you were taking me out. Oh, awkward. Well, this is. Oof. I guess we could split it. <laughs> if anyone would like to pay for me and Greg to go out and have an anniversary dinner, we'd be very much appreciated. <laughs> we'll live stream it. We'll live um... stream it. <laughs> but yeah, other other than that, oh, the the EcoFlow that was a good purchase. That yes, this year. I, I, I bought one of them. Might come in useful when we go through the power cut phase. 100%, yeah, with the rolling power cuts. But don't worry, because we've got these massive rechargeable batteries. Which, uh, which Out of curiosity, which one did you go for? Um, I went for the slightly smaller capacity than, than you did. I can't remember off the top of my head. Did you go for the Delta Mini? Uh, I think it's Delta Mini Pro or the Delta Pro. I can't remember. Oh, have you got the brand new one? The one with the different battery type inside? Oh. Oh, oh, I love oh, talking to me about batteries. Oh, um, no, I've I've got the slightly older one with the older eight hundred cycle battery. I think yours has got three thousand cycles, though. It's amazing, really yeah. clever. For anyone who doesn't know what they are, they're effectively a massive power bank with AC sockets on, USB fast charging, USB C hundred watt out. Um, so have one of them on the cart. Um, uh, oh, by the way, Greg, I bought a cart, but 
I'm going to, I'm just going to, just going to glide straight Gloss over that. Gloss <laughs> over it straight away. But yeah, it's, it's one of my, one of my most interesting purchases, I think, because I bought it on a bit of a whim going, I don't know how useful this has been. And it's mm. actually been one of the most useful bits of kit I've ever bought because mm. I can run three Profoto D2 1000 watt heads off it for a shoot. Uh, for a decent amount of time like i i did i i ran it for like almost a full day without the modeling lights on and because obviously they only use that thousand watts when they're charging back up so it's not thousand watt con- continuous and so i think mm. i ended up getting about five or six hours uh with the modeling lights on and off out of the battery um and i was running a 1200d uh, aperture from it the other day and i was getting over an hour on it uh the 600c that i've just bought I was running that and I was getting a couple of hours on it, two or three. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, this is this is amazing. I finally got the power in continuous that I can now have out on location. Or I can run a smoke machine. Or I can, you know, run we were running two eyes or disco lights, you know, whatever. Well, I mean, that's what the apertures really are. I have them all set up so when we wrap, I have like a party lights. <laughs> They'll <all> kick off. <laughs> party scene. But, party scene. But the um yeah, the battery's been a really, it's been a really good purchase. Actually, I've been really pleased with that. Mm. What about you? What, what's your what's been your kind of thing that you've picked up this year that you've kind of gone, hmm, that's a decent pickup. Hmm. Um. Looks around. It's mug. <laughs> that's a that's <laughs> a good mug. It's a good mug. <laughs> um, I've tried not to buy too much kit this year, if I'm honest. Um, Sensible. I. So, <laughs> so, so I mean, I, I am looking around trying to think what I've got. I mean, I, I shifted. I'm a f- kind of still mid between my my Canon and my Fuji. So my video rig, I guess, is something I've developed a bit more this year. And I, um, I invested in the uh, Tilter Mirage matte box system with the mm. variable ND. Nice, and that that is amazing. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's fantastic bit of kit. Um, I also invested in one of their side handles that has a focus um, dial on it so I can rig it up to my um, Tilton Nucleus Nano motor and actually do the focus from the handle. That's cool. Is it, uh, I can't remember how those handles work. Can you also control the Mirage through it as well? Or is the Mirage You a could separate... do if you had a separate motor. Right. If okay. you had a separate motor, you might be able to. I don't know if you'd then need to switch channels, though, because you'd have two motors on your camera, one for your one for your lens and one for the ND on, on the, to be honest though, the actual ergonomics of the, and the way that my rig is set up, it's no bother to kind of do the ND. I'm very rarely changing it dynamically whilst I'm shooting. Sure. I think if you were, then yeah, having that controllability is, would be really great. Um, but yeah, robust, really robust kit. I also bought one of their um, shoulder rigs. So now the whole system sits on a shoulder rig so it can quickly go from being a kind of um handheld rig that i use on a um bean bag effectively mm-hmm. um like a cine saddle style thing um it goes from that to being able to be shoulder mounted quite quickly right um which is yeah which is helpful mm-hmm. um so yeah so that's that's i've been developing that which has been been quite good in terms of steels cameras you know, as I said, moved over to the Fuji X-H2 uh, and I have an X-H2S that I use in my filming setup. Um, and yeah, they're, they're great. They're great cameras for, um, especially for more kind of lightweight documentary type rigs where you're, mm-hmm. you know, running lenses strapped to you or around your midriff or whatever. Quite often on those type of jobs, I'll have no lighting, and but, but I'll have two camera bodies, you know, with different lenses on them so that I can be very reactive to what is going on in front of me and um and they're yeah they're really good for that kind of work because they're not too heavy the glass isn't too heavy mm-hmm. you know by the end of a long day you've not got like a broken back that you kind of find a bit more likely if you're lugging around bigger yeah, glass do, and bigger cameras i do think that is one thing with the canon stuff the the lenses I simply, I think one of the simp- the sharpest I've ever used, but they are, I mean, other than the sheer expense of them, because it's, I know a lot of people, I've had to chat with someone the other day and they're just, they can't justify the cost of these systems because they're, they're so expensive now, but the weight of them is also, I remember 
I kind of was telling them, I was like, oh, do you remember mirrorless? It was going to be really small and lightweight. <laughs> and now, yeah, they've just bought an R5 with a 28 to 70, which is, you know, I would say considerable, considerable weight. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't, I don't blame you for using the Fujis because they are nice and small. Yes. I think it's, um, but I'm, I'm not, I'm still, I'm still on the fence about going down the, the medium format route with the Fuji uh, GFXs. I think, I possibly 2023 that might be something I do I've I've had a lot of um photographer friends who uh have have said that they're you know they absolutely love their GFX bodies mm-hmm. and you know the Fuji colors are fantastic they are really mm. great and it's exciting to see a camera company that are um you know spending time kind of using all of that technological know-how they developed for making film for god knows how many years and putting that into their kind of digital camera systems because mm-hmm. i do think that that's one thing that's kind of quite unsexy about cameras is the fact that as digital cameras should i say is that you know you you there's not much that puts them apart in terms of characteristics apart from lenses a lot of the sensors and a lot of kind of raw files end up being quite flat and it's actually quite mm-hmm. nice to see a company that are producing film profile looks that can be put on i do think it's the future i wouldn't be surprised if other camera manufacturers start doing it because it appeals right. it appeals to the kind of prosumer market and the cons- and the consumer market you know for the consumer market it's like it's no different to putting a filter on their phone picture mm-hmm. um you know so why wouldn't their digital you know camera that's umpteen more pounds dollars worth of money not have that option sure. and i think that's what fuji have realized but equally, it's quite useful just to have that as a base grade when you're on mm-hmm. set. You know, most people, if you're shooting tethered, will probably put on a base grade. But if you've mm-hmm. got a particular look that's developed by a camera company, then you're more likely to want to invest in that camera body down the line because you like the way that that um, file renders. Yeah. Um, I, so. No, I agree. I think I think if any of the camera companies are listening, and we know Canon do, um, it would it would be good to. Um, it would be really good to put that Sorry, in. Sorry, I just got like... that reference. Yeah, no, no, I thought you might enjoy that. <laughs> um, but listen, okay, right, that's that's enough of what a year gone past. Let's yes. talk about hopes and dreams for the future. I Like I've said, I reckon 2023 is going to be a good year. I reckon every single listener is going to have a great year. You're going to have a great year. I'm going to have a great year. I'm obviously in a very positive mood today. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe well, overly, but like... You know. I think I think it's important to keep the community strong. Um, mm-hmm. I think hopefully this pod has been gaining listeners this year and gaining a bit of traction. And you know, this is why, as I said, moving forward into 2023, what we want to try and do with the pod is, is you know, because the thing is for us is like we put we put this stuff out. We, it goes out there. You guys listening, but there's no. It's very there's very limited interaction, so we never get really any feedback in terms of how well it's going or what's what's being what's working what's not working and also just kind of opening ourselves up to questions from you guys and more kind of open conversations mm-hmm. so that's one thing we're going to really push in 2023 um and i know we keep threatening it but as soon as we've got some kind of funding in place we are going to start doing some live shows we're going to start doing some live shows of q and a's and potentially well tom doesn't know this yet we'll put money behind a bar somewhere and have a big piss up um that's very, that's very generous of you greg well done <laughs> <laughs> so yeah we're, we're we're looking to do more of those in person um uh, and also kind of uh more interactive form of pod if forward. anyone if anyone knows of a venue that actually might be willing to host something like that you know please do let us know that would be that'd be great studios we're looking at you but yeah. the um you know i mean you you personally your hopes and dreams just nice juicy commissions that are really kind of get the get the senses going i think it's always about that for me it's about getting those jobs in that really excite you and if if at the end of the year i can have had one job where i've really been super excited about the work i've produced then that's mm-hmm. that's a good year i think you need to be realistic about about it and, and know that not every job is going to be like that and there are lots of jobs that you do and they're just they're just jobs for the money but every now and again you're going to find a job that's really going to push you and cause you to really think creatively and and um mm. that's that's the jobs i'm always aspiring to get so i i realized that i maybe maybe about six months to eight months ago i kind of like had a bit of a word with myself because i was just like oh you know maybe maybe I'll just do that job for the money and i'm like well actually no right have a have it and you'll you'll hear when we speak to sophia about she has a, a three-prong 
uh, whether she'll take a job kind of thing. And about eight months ago, I just said, you know what? Even if I do do a job and it might not necessarily be the most creative, I'm going to get something out of it for me. And I'm yeah. I'm going to, and, and then as soon as I started thinking like that, I was just suddenly infinitely more invested in the jobs. Oh yeah. Like, and it doesn't, you know, it doesn't have to be a, a really exciting job for you to be able to do that. You know, mm. it, it can be when I first started and shooting all sorts of like event work, you know, you would go, that could be really dull day after day. So you had to set, you have to set yourself challenges. You have to be mm. like, okay, well, how can I make this interesting for myself? Um, you know, okay, I'm going to try and experiment on this shoot with using bounce flash, or I'm going to experiment with this new flash diffuser. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm going to try and find ways to make compositions that use these. You almost have to set yourself these milli challenges to be, to be constantly pushing yourself forward rather than just kind of looking at it like, Oh God, I've got to go do that job that I'm not that interested in. Find a way Mm. to make it exciting. Find a way to make it interesting. No one has to know that that's what you're doing in terms of your challenge in your head, but set yourself a personal challenge with each job. Mm-hmm. And as you said, it will turn it into something that actually becomes far more interesting. Oh yeah. No, hundred percent. I mean, so, so when I, st- when I basically had that word with myself and I basically pulled my, pulled myself up out of the a bit of a funk that I think I was in, I've just loved every single thing since like every, like every single job I do, I'm like, right let's go i'm i'm a hundred percent in on this like i am you know my entire being is devoted to getting the best shot and i feel like personally i've started kind of producing some work that i'm super proud of and i'm like right okay cool uh let's keep that going so my i guess my my thing for 23 is to just throw myself into everything and i want to do as i know as i say it every year and i'm sure we all do i really want to do loads of personal work like I really, really want to do it. Like I'm really like, I'm I'm kind of like itching to get. Like you probably hear it in my voice. Like I, I really want to do it. So mm. um, that's my that's my mission is to try and kind of hunt out and find and shoot some really fun, interesting personal work that I can really get my teeth into. Nice. So. Well, I guess that that's a good place to stop and to say, kind of, you know, Merry Christmas to all the listeners out there um we hope that you guys have uh you know a nice a nice time sorry that's a really dull thing to say hello we everybody you... <laughs> happy christmas everyone it's greg here the exposed negative i hope you have a fantastic time have a fun year. time have a fun <laughs> <your> time <laughs> don't um, eat too much and definitely don't overindulge <laughs> i would never give that advice do but do both of those things enjoy it take the time off come back to work fresh in the new year excited about things but for Mm -hmm. now switch off and relax happy christmas then we can put jingle bells like fading out hey guys and thank you so much for listening to the latest episode if you'd like to stay in touch there are a number of options for you to uh, reach out we can be emailed um, at info at exposednegative.com and you can find us on the website at exposednegative.com or on Instagram at xnegative. We're pretty good at responding to DMs on there. And we're also on Twitter at exposednegative. You can find us personally on our own private accounts on Instagram. Uh, Tom is tombarnes.com and I am just Greg Fennell. Cheers. Thanks for listening.